0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at quiz.fox.
1: This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are you talking about? Stuff we wish never aired. I will eat chalupas all day long. Come on, man. The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch. On the Guy Benson Show, we are coming out strong, coming out hot after the long weekend. Hope you had a good one. Our website here, GuyBensonShow.com, podcast is free every single day. GuyBensonShow.com, FoxNewsPodcast.com, wherever you get your podcast. Well, that giant sucking sound you hear is not producer Christine's New vacuum cleaner. Yes, we're going to talk about vacuum cleaners again, and I can't believe it, but there's an update to this whole story. And, Christine, first of all, before we get to that, how was your long weekend? Did you have a good time? Did you host any parties or attend anything? Was there mama's juice consumed?
0: Um. Okay, so, well, duh, the last question. Um, okay. But guess what? It's that time again. I think instead of dry January, I'm doing sober September. Have you heard of that one? That's
1: sober October?
0: No, sober September. I
1: thought it was supposed to be sober October because it rhymes, and it's a slightly longer month, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Uh, I mean, I think people do do that, and I think it's a thing, but if this isn't a thing, I'm making it a thing now. I think that... Uh, all of us after the summer, we just need to dry out for a little bit. So um, that's. Well, what but you Bobby said that you I just,
1: you said that you just drank over the long weekend, which was September. So September but is was, already not sober.
0: Well, no, no, that doesn't count because that's Labor Day weekend. We started today, like this was it.
1: Okay, September sixth through the thirtieth, no drinking at all.
0: So the only. Permission I'm going to give myself is if, like, say we have a dinner plan or something, I'm allowing myself one drink and that's it. Like, we have dinner plans at a steakhouse on Saturday night. I'm obviously going to get one martini, but I'm not going to get the red wine after. So, look at me go. Mm-hmm.
1: No, we'll see about that. And you might actually need some more of the booze as a coping mechanism based on this latest development in the, I don't even know what to call it, the vacuum-related trials and tribulations of cookie producer Christine. We have talked far too much on the air about vacuum cleaners and your house, but you often bring this up. You have bought so many vacuum cleaners, including an expensive Dyson, and then you didn't like it, and you had like four or five vacuums at your house at one point. And then most recently, if I'm remembering correctly, you got a new vacuum cleaner and you were so enamored with the new vacuum cleaner, which I was just aghast that you had bought yet another one, but you had, that you decided to just throw away all the previous ones. You weren't giving them to people. You weren't trying to sell them. You just threw them away in favor of the brand new one. And how's that going for you?
0: Uh, it's broken. I don't know what is happening with me in vacuums, <laughs> but the thing broke. And now, because I threw all the other vacuums away, I have no vacuums. So I had to have my mother schlep her vacuum up on Sunday because I was having her and, like, my sister and my brother-in-law over, and I needed to vacuum. So she wasn't happy about that. But Joyce is a a blondie. Well, we call her Joyce, blondie, whatever you want to call her, judgy. Uh, she, She likes a clean house or apartment. So she brought it up for me.
1: How did this happen? Did it break mid-use, or did you go one day to use it, and it was dead? Like, what happened here?
0: I just went to go use it the other day, and it just wasn't sucking. <laughs> I just did not pick up anything. And I started to realize, huh, this isn't picking up much. And even when I would go to vacuum, I had to sweep after. So, And I'm realizing it just wasn't picking up.
1: So- was it plugged in?
0: Guy, uh, yes, it was plugged I'm was just trying to troubleshoot.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to troubleshoot for you. Uh, did Bobby take a look at it and see if there was something maybe blocking it or jamming it?
0: Oh, well, yes, he did. But I think he did it just to, you know, shake his head at me in disgust. Because he's like, what do we do now? Now what? And I said, well, I was thinking of just ordering this one again. Maybe we just got like a lemon. And remember, I told you it was like life changing. It was only 50 bucks.
1: But, um, no. Didn't that that seem a little suspicious, Christine?
0: That's why I called it life-changing. Who knew you could buy such an amazing vacuum so cheap?
1: Well, perhaps we've learned why.
0: I mean, did I learn anything? We'll see. Do you ever? Time will tell. Do you ever? You never do.
1: You never do. (laughs) Uh, Now, are you, have you thrown this one away already? Is it on the garbage heap?
0: No. So what I did is, and Bobby said, well, he don't know what why that would make it work. I took all of it apart and like rinsed it with water thinking, I don't know, maybe something will help. And it's air drying right now. But Bobby just thinks I probably made it worse by dousing the whole thing in water.
1: Yeah, that seems like an odd choice <laughs> again there. Um, what are you going to do now? When did you buy it? Let's just like back up. We had this conversation. What was it? A month ago, maybe two.
0: I bought it. Wyatt will probably remember, because he probably has it in his notebook. I bought it's it It's in the on, file, yeah. Remember, it was like the Amazon Prime Day?
1: Oh, was- yeah. It was over the summer. It was definitely over the summer. And so it's only been a matter of weeks. I would imagine there has to be some sort of warranty attached to a brand new vacuum cleaner that should last six months at the minimum. I would say probably a year, just as a standard thing. Can you go and get a new one on their dime? I feel like that's probably what you've already looked into. Yes?
0: Uh, No, no. I've been looking into dousing my (laughs) vacuum in water and seeing if that helps. But I think since I got it through Amazon, they're really good. As long as you stay on the phone and talk with the person – um, for as however long it takes for them to go through. Every, usually people just hang up because they have no patience. I have patience, so maybe I can get a credit for this. And then the big question is, do I buy it again or do I invest in something
1: more? A seventh different vacuum appliance brand, perhaps.
0: Uh, it would be uh, one, two, three, the fifth.
1: The fifth, okay. Six,
0: sixth. Sorry,
1: six. six. I forgot about We're up that. Up to six robot. here. There might be there might be another one in there uh, before the segment's over. But you would call Amazon, not the manufacturer, and you would just wear them down. Is that the goal here?
0: Oh yeah, I'm pretty – as you as you know in my booking. I am pretty good about wearing people down. I mean, just ask my husband, poor guy. Um, yeah, I, I think I. So I'll I'll. I don't know if you want to keep updating about this. I will keep you posted, but I think I'll get my money back. And then, honestly, if anybody has a good suggestion for something not overly priced, something I'm not going to break in a month, but I guess something that's not life-changing at 50 bucks, could you tweet me? Could you – what's my Twitter handle again, Guy?
1: I believe it's at CookiesJar1988.
0: Yes, that's it. That's it. Um,
1: Have you not been tweeting a lot, Christine? No, No, you have not. In fact, not a not a single tweet since July.
0: Hmm. All right. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, Christine,
1: you're not you're not going to keep building your followers and your following. You are at 267 followers. The people need content. The people need interaction. Right. The people need things to interact with. So I think you should take a photo of your what, like drying out taken apart and dismantled vacuum cleaner on the floor, take a photo of that, tweet it and ask for help. And then maybe people can respond with their recommendations.
0: You know what, though, sometimes people tweet at me and I see the messages. They're not very nice. So just be a little kinder to me. I don't think coming to my house at Thanksgiving should be like something that a loser gets in a bet.
1: Ah, I see what you're referring to here. This is Someone who's a Duke football fan, since Duke is playing Northwestern this weekend, he suggested that whichever team loses the game on Saturday in Evanston, between the two of us, the loser of the game would have to go to your house for Thanksgiving. And I rejected that flatly because I don't want to take the risk. Right, Northwestern has trouble with Duke for some reason recently. Even when we're good and they're not, they, have, they sort of have our number for the moment. So I, I said no deal, no thank you. But I, that's really, as far as Twitter is concerned, Christine, that is pretty anodyne stuff. It's not bad.
0: Oh, really? All oh, right. Oh, yeah. No, All that's, right. that's
1: I, like mild.
0: I'll get to tweeting. I'll get to yeah, tweeting. Okay. because okay. And I, I just want to put out there that I do have to apologize because I believe I really pushed this vacuum on people. I yeah. told them that I was going to change their life as well. So,
1: yeah. I'm well, sorry. Maybe if you had, maybe if you had actually uh, managed to spend some time with that psychic in Times Square, she could have warned you that this was coming. She could have warned you about your vacuum. Maybe that's the real problem here.
0: Bye, guys. Have a good night.
1: Yeah, she's like, we'll oh, I have a tomorrow. special message from your late father. Although she didn't say late, just your father. And you're like, how did you yeah. know I have a father? Uh, and maybe, maybe it was your dad from heaven warning you about a vacuum cleaner. Maybe that's what was up. And I guess we'll just never know because you missed the opportunity to get grifted out of even more money. Oh, Christine. Well, uh, keep us posted here. I will decide whether or not we want to inflict more of this upon the listenership. But if the story gets more hilarious, you better believe we're going to do it. In fact, you didn't even tell me about this, did you? Quiet Wyatt had to spill the beans about this. Quiet Wyatt blew this up at the very end of our call today. Wyatt just sort of snuck it in there. He blew the whistle on a story that you were trying to hide from me
0: yeah we're gonna start calling him not so quiet wyatt
1: whistleblower wyatt it's <laughs> a new identity <laughs> whistleblower wyatt i like it it's we seek the truth here and transparency and we got it from one team member at least all right christine keep us posted back here tomorrow for more of the guy benson show same time same place thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next Home stretch on the Guy Benson Show Wednesday edition. GuyBensonShow.com, podcast free every day. Catch me tonight on Special Report with Brett Baer. I'll be on the panel. Katie Pavlich joining alongside Mara Lyason. See you there on set. Plus, Kennedy in the next hour around 7.30 p.m. Eastern. That's on Fox Business. So hitting both TV channels tonight. Please tune in or set a recording. Your call. Meanwhile, I teased this before the break. After all of that TV, I'll be going home for a home-cooked meal by Adam, my husband. We will be celebrating pretty quietly, pretty modestly, our anniversary. Three years ago today, September seventh, 2019, we got married out in California, in Napa. It was a really spectacular weekend, and I can't believe that it's been three years. I know many of you are newer to the show. You've joined the radio family in the interim. But for a lot of the real ones, some of the OG listeners, I started this program all the way back with Marie Harf, when it was Benson and Harf, then it became my show, when I was single, or at least unmarried. And we had a lot of home stretches leading up to this date three years ago for the wedding. And producer Christine, as you might imagine, was extremely excited, somehow got herself invited to this wedding. She and Bobby came out. And... In the lead-up to the wedding, she, on the air, continually referred to it as, quote, our wedding, as if sort of she and I were planning it together and or she and I were getting married, which is obviously just not the case. And so my wedding went off basically without a hitch. It was one of the most spectacular memories, just the best weekend of my life, certainly, And we think back on it very fondly often, but especially on this anniversary. First of all, can you believe that was three years ago? I know we've had the pandemic. So like he and I got married and then we went on our honeymoon and almost immediately the world locked down and we were shut into a house together for like a year. And we still love each other and it went very well. So I think that's probably a good sign. But still, it doesn't feel like three years have passed between then and now and yet. Here we are. I guess they're right about time flying, unless you disagree.
2: Well, they say time flies when you're having fun. I'm not sure I would say the pandemic was fun, but I cannot believe you have been married for three years. I'll just have to say this. Our wedding was probably one of the best weddings (laughs) anybody has ever been to.
1: And Uh, you you definitely love going with this, the our wedding thing. And then the other person who does this to me is Kennedy, whose show I'll be on tonight, as I mentioned. She loves to just tell people, sometimes strangers, I married him, which is (laughs) technically true in one way. I always have to give like a caveat explanation. She officiated, so she married like that form of the verb, but she and I are not married. So I just want to just— Make crystal clear that I'm not married to my producer. I'm not married to my friend Kennedy. I'm married to Adam. But you were there, and I know you sent me a few, and you tweeted actually at Cookies Jar in 1988, a very nice anniversary message today. You sent a few texted photos from the wedding, one from the two of us at the very end of the night. I think the band, the dueling pianos, were playing Lights by Journey which used to be a featured song at the end of every show until we couldn't use it anymore, which is such a killer. I love that song. (sighs) I wish we could still use it. But that was the closer. That was the nightcap music-wise before the after party. And it was – I don't want to spend too much time, and maybe the audience will just indulge me, going on and on about my own wedding three years ago. But it was so fun. The weather, the setting, the food, the wine, of course, in Napa – the dueling pianos, the music, the dancing, the guests. It was just perfect, and I'm just so grateful to everyone. Still. It truly
2: was like one of those, like, once-in-a-lifetime or bucket list, like you are at a wedding in a vineyard in Napa. Even, like, the night before, your rehearsal dinner was amazing. That was so much fun. Do you remember? I made so many new friends that night.
1: Oh, I remember. It was hard for me (laughs) to forget I just would occasionally – I didn't want my mind preoccupied with, is Cookie overindulging in Mama's juice? Does she need a minder? I knew that you would have Bobby there to babysit you the next day. But I I kept an eye every so often, some tabs (laughs) on producer Christine to make sure things had not veered off course. And to your credit, you were on your best behavior for the most part all weekend. And then, you know, by the time the dancing was underway and the drinking, everyone was a little bit off their best behavior. But that's the point. That's the goal and the dance floor was jammed from the moment the first song, and we did our first dance with our mothers. We did a slow dance with our mothers to Rascal Flats, My Wish. We switched moms mid dance. Oh, yes. I absolutely cried the whole time. It was the only time that I really cried the whole weekend. I just, I'm like, just let it flow and let it go. It's fine. Crying in front of all these people. And then the dueling pianos and their drummer started out with brown-eyed girl, the dance floor flooded with people, and people did not leave. It was packed until literally we had to shut down the party due to local ordinance. That was so cool and so fun. And I know you and Bobby spent a fair amount of time, if I recall correctly, on that dance floor.
2: The only time I wasn't on the dance floor is if I was trying to refill, you know, the mama juice <laughs> uh-huh. the glass or, and I don't know how this happened, you somehow put me next to Megyn Kelly at the dinner oh, that table. Was,
1: that was a mistake <laughs> slash oversight. That was not meant to happen. We There was, like, a table of, I hate to say VIP, but, like, people with, like, a bit of a following or prominence— And I remember thinking, we have to keep Cookie away from these people. Let's find the (laughs) farthest possible table and put Cookie there. And then I don't know exactly what happened, but all of a sudden I look over and there you are. I'm like, oh, gosh, she's probably trying to book all of these people on the show. And I did not get any formal complaints. So I guess you exhibited at least some restraint, for which I thank you.
2: Oh, you're welcome. I actually don't think I tried to book that day, that night, but I just, I remember sitting down with Bobby and looking over because the, the seat next to me on the left was empty. And all of a sudden a person sits down and I look to my left and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Megan Kelly. I was actually starstruck. And I've, I've worked at Fox for years. I've seen her, you know, in the <laughs> elevator and everything, but it was just, oh, it was the best wedding that everybody, you know, when those types of, Weddings, because I had one of my own where everybody just seemed to be friends, especially on the dance floor, you know, you just dance with everybody. It was one of those. And that's a testament to you and to Adam, too, that you have all these great people surrounded, you know, by you, and they're attracted, you know, to you. So
1: The vibe was was great. The vibe was great. We had a lot of people who wanted to do toasts, so we sort of spread it out over the two different events. I think in total, we had nine speeches over the course of the weekend, but we made it limited in terms of like you had a clock. You were on the clock. Mary Catherine, who went last, blew out her time, but that was fine because she brought the house down and was amazing. But everyone gave great toasts. The caterer, the food truck that we had at the vineyard for our rehearsal dinner, Afterwards, I went over to thank them, and they said, we don't know you guys. You guys are total strangers. During the speeches, we were crying, and we don't even know you. I was like, that's awesome. So we just had the best time. It still kind of felt like a dream, and it was great and one of the fondest memories of my life, definitely the best weekend of my life. And Adam is just the best. He makes me laugh every day, and we drive each other crazy but in the best way We don't really fight. It's just uh, I feel like the good vibe for the most part has continued and prevailed, and I hope and pray that that continues for many years to come. So, wow, three years. Where has the time gone? Christine, it was great having you at that wedding. I will now finally shut up, mostly because I'm out of time. We have to move on, but we're going to go home and have a little dinner tonight. Looking forward to that. Back here tomorrow, same time, same place on the radio. Thank you so much for listening. See you on TV this evening. It is The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch on The Guy Benson Show. Thursday edition, GuyBensonShow.com podcast. Always free. Thank you for listening. Well, it's been a bit of a difficult show, talking about the death of Queen Elizabeth II. That news breaking earlier this afternoon. Also, here at home legendary TV journalist Bernard Shaw, who spent much of his career at CNN dying today at the age of 82. And just talking about death, obviously, you look back on someone's life, you pay tribute to them after they're gone. But at the risk of sounding corny, there is that circle of life that goes on and on, long past all of our times. And here at the show today, We're going to close with an example from the other end of that cycle. And an amazing story from producer Christine on the train today coming into New York City. She texted us. It's like, of course, this would happen to Christine. And on a day marked by the death of someone very prominent, Christine, you were witness to the process, at least, of the arrival of a new life on this planet under rather unusual circumstances.
2: Yes. I mean, talk about baby on board. I was on the train going into New York City, and all of a sudden, the train conductor gets on the speaker and said, are there any doctors or nurses on this train? And, you know, I'm like, oh, maybe somebody passed out. And then he comes on again and he says, please, we need assistance. There is a lady who is having a baby. And then he gave the car number.
1: And it was my car. <laughs> you were right there. Was your instinct to jump up and do something? Because knowing you, that's probably what you wanted to do and maybe not the best idea, though.
2: Well, I did. Of course. i That's the first <laughs> thing I want to do is get to wherever, you know, the, the scene is. is. Yeah. So, and I figured she's probably alone. I doubt her significance with her. So I thought maybe I could hold her hand or something. But the conductor, when I went to get up, he's like, nope, everybody sit down. And then he made an announcement. Everybody, please stay seated. And then we saw. I saw two doctors come. They put like a blanket down, and then they put her down on the ground, like on the train. And all I heard was the doctor go, "I see the head," and I was like, "OMG, are we about to see a baby?" But as that was happening, we were in you know that tunnel to get to New York City, and we pulled right in, and there was a whole bunch of you know medics and. I thought they were just going to take her off the train, but that would be silly. They all came onto the train, and we had to single file it out another way. So I think that woman had a baby on our train today.
1: Yeah, I think that's almost certainly the case. A new life born in New York City in a train car right near producer Christine on this day marked by death. New life. Just an interesting way to end today's show. And I'm glad, Christine, for the baby's sake and the mother's sake that you didn't intervene, despite perhaps your instinct. Best wishes to the mom and to that baby as well. Back here tomorrow for the Friday edition of The Guy Benson Show. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Home stretch on The Guy Benson Show on this Friday. Thanks for being here. Over the weekend, I'll be a guest on Wall Street Journal at large on Fox News. Don't get too excited, Wyatt. It replays a couple of times over the course of the weekend, so I'll see you there talking about the news of the week, including the passing of the Queen and some other events closer to home. Our website here on the radio show, GuyBensonShow.com. Podcasts always free on demand when the show is over. Bonus Benson on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Well, we played here on the broadcast as our bumper song into this home stretch, the NFL on Fox theme song, which of course is fantastic, highly recognizable. We played it yesterday as well, previewing the first game of the season. Bills at Rams, and what a win for Buffalo! Wasn't really close. They looked great taking down the defending champs on the road. And Dan and I talked about it on the air a little bit, talked about the slate of games coming up on Sunday. And whenever sports comes up on this show, I just envision Christine like tuning out and crocheting or something. She has no interest in sports. She doesn't understand sports. It is not something that she cares about. Or maybe I should use all of those words now in the past tense because, much to my shock, Cookie decided for some reason to watch the game last night with real interest— And ask her husband, Bobby, to explain the rules of football. And she got so into it that she is now openly talking about becoming an actual NFL football fan. And is in the market for picking a team that she wants to root for. And she sounded very passionate about this. And she had some interesting insights into the game. Coach Cookie all of a sudden. Talking about X's and O's. So, Christine, I just want to start... With this simple question, you've been on this earth for, what, four to six decades at this point, and you have never shown any interest in football. It's just something that happens in the background that you think men watch. What was it about game one of this season, Buffalo at Los Angeles, that made you, like, not a playoff game, not a Super Bowl, this game? What inspired you to at least pay more attention and try this time? There was
2: nothing that inspired me. Bobby and I just sat down, and I said, oh, what are you watching? And he said, the game. And I said, okay. And I said, you know what? Let me watch with you. And he goes, seriously? And I'm like, let me put my phone away. Can Will you explain this game to me? And he goes, yeah, any questions you have. So for the next, like, three to four hours, I learned everything there is well, to know about football.
1: Okay, you're an expert now.
2: I, I said to Dan, quiz me. And he did, and I I answered the question correctly.
1: So you had just allowed this huge national obsession to pass you by as, like, background noise for years. And did you know some things that you didn't realize you knew just by osmosis, or were you really just clueless about this game until you watched carefully and Bobby started to explain?
2: Well, I think we started watching that show Friday Night Lights and yes. I think that probably piqued my curiosity. Uh,
1: okay, that makes some sense. All right, so you liked the show, mm-hmm. I assume, Friday Night Lights. Love it. Okay, and then like, okay, why are people so passionate about the sport? So you caught a pretty good game between two very good teams. It was a great game. What were some of the things that you got into?
2: Okay, <clears throat> I want to talk about, I don't understand. So here's some questions I have. Um. Okay, so Bobby said... Every, was it down, you have to go 10 yards, correct?
1: Well, the goal is to advance the ball 10 yards to achieve a first down, to get a new set of downs. Right, and you have four tries, correct? Correct.
2: Okay, why not try for more so you can get closer to the goal?
1: Well, they do, right? They often do, and sometimes they have big plays. You don't try for a big play every time, right? You have to sort of try to fool the defense, but— You'll have big, giant, seventy-yard plays for touchdowns sometimes, and other times you're just handing the ball off to the running back and trying to get three or four yards. It's kind of situational.
2: Okay, that was another thing. So, like the quarterback would go hut hut whatever, and he was holding, (laughs) he was holding the ball, and it looked like he was going to pass it, and then all of a sudden he put the ball on the other side and then threw it. I'm like, oh my god, he tricked the other guys. And Bobby said that was a play, like that's play action. And then how come How come you can't pull down a guy? Like, how come if a guy's has the ball and he's running, how come I couldn't just go and, like, pull down a shirt and pull him down?
1: Well, that's called a tackle, and actually that's what you have to do.
2: No, 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 no. But there was some guy yesterday uh, had a penalty because of holding, and it was because he held onto the shirt and pulled him down.
1: Oh, because he didn't have the ball.
2: No, 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 no. He did not have the ball, the other guy.
1: Yeah, so you— You're allowed to tackle someone who has the ball. That's the point. But someone who doesn't have the ball, you can block them, but you cannot hold them. You cannot sort of tackle them and impede their ability to play their position. That is holding. That's a penalty.
2: So what's the difference between that and then
1: interference? Pass interference is when the defender interferes at least defensive pass interference when the defender interferes with the person trying to catch the ball you can't sort of hit them or have contact before the ball arrives as to prevent them from having an ability to make a play and catch the ball that's then, not allowed
2: so but you can interfere where you can get the ball correct
1: you can you can intercept the ball absolutely
2: oh my gosh there's so and then also um i like that it's handy on tv uh Bobby would tell me, okay, see that blue line? They need to get to the blue line. Or see that yellow line? They need to get to the yellow line. Now, one more thing. After the third try, and they're not anywhere near. Oh, is that what? Down. Okay. After the third down, how come sometimes this other guy comes on and just kicks it
1: into a field? The punter. Yeah. The punter, right. So Instead of trying to get a goal. Instead of trying to get a first down, you mean?
2: Yeah, like he just punts it and it goes nowhere.
1: Well, it it goes actually pretty far, which – and the point of that is if it's fourth down, it's your last try, if you still have a long way to go until the yellow line and you don't get it, then the other team gets the ball right there and they're much closer to your end zone. So you punt it so that they're much farther away and they have to work harder to score in the other direction. Uh, That's why punting is strategic, yes.
2: Okay, and so that guy, the kicker guy, that's his only job. Like, he doesn't have to do anything else. He just comes out after the goal – and hits it, or punts.
1: Yeah, the punter is basically a one-trick pony, but it's a very important play. It's a very important position in terms of field positioning. And then there's also a kicker who will do the kickoffs after touchdowns, and he's also the one who will kick the field goals or the extra points through the uprights. That's a different guy usually. Oh, okay. The kicker, place kicker versus punter.
2: Now – how long do we have, Dan? Not that like long. Like a minute. Oh, no. I've got more questions. Also, okay, here, I'm just going to go through them, and we could talk about it next uh, week. Um, they never break for snack. Do you think that they get hungry? Because I keep saying to Bobby, these are big boys. Like, when do they get to eat something? Also, how do they use the restroom? Like, when do they have time to do that? How come they're not um, protecting their quarterback more? Like, sometimes a quarterback got sacked. Like, that should never happen.
1: There you go. You sound like an offensive line coach. I mean, it's like it's like we're talking to the late John Madden here in the person of Cookie who has just discovered football. Earlier, Dan was saying it's like someone who discovered fire for the first time. It's like, ooh, and there's there's warmth from this, these flickering things. Christine, will you be watching on Sunday the slate of games?
2: Oh, yeah, I'm excited for the Pats and the Dolphins, and then I can't wait to see Tommy Sunday night.
1: With the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm curious to see which team you pick as your team. They'll be so lucky when you land on that franchise. We'll have to pick up this conversation. Christine suddenly, out of nowhere, against the odds, super into football. Fascinating. Maybe we'll revisit it on Monday, where there's also football, Monday night football. There's so much football, Christine. If you're now a fan, you're gonna be very pleased with the offerings for the next number of months. All right, we gotta leave it there. Well, I'm I am pleasantly surprised. Back here on Monday for a brand new week and edition of the Guy Benson Show. In the meantime, have a wonderful weekend, and thank you for listening. That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts.